0: Suttle down the riverbank till I espy the arboretum in your house, in your home, and covered in mud. I crawl into a carapace and down the hallway. Ooh, the coniferous buoy bobbing on alpha waves inspire a siren song. see the light of day that will never see the light but i read in a dream japanese garden head on the shoulder japanese maple reading a dream japanese garden head on the shoulder japanese maple reading a dream reading a dream
1: awesome all right so it is garrett anderson coming at you live uh, with a very special guest here, Stefan. Uh, I'm sorry, Steven. <laughs> I got it in my head that it was Stefan. Um, <laughs> S- Stephen Nance. Sorry, that P H throws me off. No, um, oh, it,
0: it throws a lot of people off.
1: <laughs> although that's how it's always spelled, right? There's no Stephen that's not spelled like that, in, unless it's V E N, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, or P H uh, E. Okay. But All like. Right. So so <laughs> an.
1: Uh, 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 a mistake that I, I guess is okay for me to make.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's kick it off with a little of, uh, of Garrett being a, a goofy host and fumbling over your name. So <laughs> St- Stephen Nance, N-A-N-C-E is your last name. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. I'm having you on the podcast to help promote for our November 2nd show here in Phoenix at the Listening Room. Uh, we're gonna be teaming up. I'll, I'll kick the show off and then uh i'm I'm really excited to to stick around for for your show um Tell us a little bit about yourself uh where you're from where where we can find out more about you um what kind of tunes you do, just sort of anything that you wanna let uh, let the good people know
0: okay uh well, so as you said, I'm Stephen Nance and i I'm based in Eugene, Oregon, and that's where I've lived all my life so far and let me see. So I'm a piano-based singer-songwriter, and that feels like an important distinction. Um, yeah,
1: which will be a nice contrast. I'm I'm a guitar player and singer, so it'll be cool to hear the the various tones throughout the evening.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's exciting too. And I, I think that, uh, from from listening to your music, it seems very earnest and genuine, and I think. I feel like that's where I'm coming from too, and so I feel like, I guess when when you're paired with someone, you always sort of look for for the reason for the pairing, and uh, and I feel like that's my my favorite thing to see in in that in like the reason behind uh, a bill being put together like that is that like there's this. Kind of authenticity, um, because I feel like that's that's what I strive for uh, is like some something authentic um, and kind of I don't know. People like to say that my music is quirky, but I. I don't know. I'm pretty sick of hearing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, that, that,
1: That's why I said, how would you like to describe your, yourself? Um, y- and, yeah. and I appreciate, I appreciate, I take it as a compliment that you said you heard some earnest, um, you know, quality and and authentic quality in, in my tunes. And, you know, I, I went and checked out your stuff as well. And I feel we're going to be a great fit. I think, yeah. um, you know, I would describe you know a lot of my songwriting has been accessible um that's a quality that i think is important to me um and uh in contrast to i think you're a little more adventurous with the way that you put a song together or or, you know the lyrics that you choose uh, Mm. the piano arrangements that you choose Uh, some of the videos i was watching it was just you and a piano but it sounded nice and full and um jim uh the proprietor of the listening room that that thought we'd be a good fit together i, I appreciate that he even takes the time to think are these two acts going to go well together yeah um, and yeah. I, I think he's I, you know hopefully we're going to knock the ball out of the park on this one <laughs> and uh, kind of you know we're both singer songwriters but we approach it in in kind of our own unique ways and like i said i'm on the guitar you're on the piano so i think it's going to be a nice kind of um you know we, we're coming from the same world but it'll be a nice variety
0: yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, I feel like, uh, I don't know, you said I was more adventurous, maybe. I think, I guess that's the thing that is more natural for me, is to go off in strange directions or something. And and, uh, my songs can be pretty lyrically dense. And I think I admire <laughs> your ability to be more straightforward. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's, that's, what's hard for me is, uh, is, I don't know, I guess putting things simply, uh, to convey my meaning. I feel like I tend to take a winding path around my meaning. (laughs) Um, and, and I don't know, I don't know. I, I don't always know if, if my message is getting across, but, uh. But, and uh, I would say that
1: there's absolutely value in all ways of of approaching it because you don't know what's going to work for a specific person. You know, yeah. If, if yeah, I'm yeah. if I'm hitting the nail too close to the you know, too close on the head, that might turn a listener off. They might want that adventure of like, oh my gosh, like listen to this you know this cool dense verse here i want to pick it apart and follow along with the thread and figure mm-hmm. out what stevens trying to tell me here you know yeah, like there's there's yeah. a certain uh fun kind of uh you know listener experience I- in that way too um i w- while it's on my mind i would i did want to mention the little lyrical um almost scat like thing you do with your voice on epic <laughs> epoch is oh, is oh. really is really cool at the end of epic epoch you you (laughs) do epic epoch is is it's like hard to say just slowly and you say it quickly and repetitively (laughs) and you've got this it like it almost sounds like a percussive like drum fill but it's your lyrics and i was like that's really cool like that (laughs) that uh, that put a smile on my face when i heard that
0: oh well thank you i that. I used is to that write a song my... you're
1: still still doing, or is that older? Like, I, I couldn't really, uh, I wasn't really paying attention to what like kind of time frame that came from. If that was a recent video or an older video, I was just kind of rabbit trailing on on what you got online.
0: <laughs> I think that's actually the most recent song that I finished. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, because that was that was after I got back from Japan, and and I was feeling, I don't know, I was kind of on this, I felt like I was on this upward spiral. Uh, and I wanted to capture that feeling of, oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of being like, I don't know, confident about what I was doing. Um, and I can relate (laughs) when
1: when we're in those phases and we feel that nice upswing, it's like, I need to bottle this or put it in pill form so that in those moments of doubt, I can like remember this, this sensation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that if i were to to i don't know make like a a pie chart of the like emotional uh qualities of of all of my songs or something they would lean more towards the dark and depressing so i feel like when there is something more positive and and even like something with like a certain amount of pride in it i feel like it's a good experiment for me to follow that thread
1: yeah, uh, I can yeah. relate. I can relate to that absolutely. I feel like as a as a s- songwriter starting off, I just had to tap into whatever was there and and a lot of what was there was angst and to get <laughs> yeah. that out of yeah. me. Like like literally songwriting was like a way to just purge some of that negativity and try to turn it into something worthwhile or artistic or you know something that that someone else could relate to. And then I agree there's there's been you know within the last year or so for me kind of a conscious effort to go like okay well I got I kind of got a lot of that cleared out of my system I sort of figured out how to process that through song now it's it now that that's cleared out I've got this nice clean blank canvas to you know maybe sing something positive or or encouraging or you know all those other fun fun emotions that you know it, it 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 almost felt labored at at first you know trying to write a happy song if you're not yeah. feeling happy is is yeah, kind of yeah. impossible right or or disingenuous yeah, right so yeah. we we would be missing out on that authenticity if we didn't include some of those you know darker uh themes
0: yeah well and it can for me i i it can feel really sort of selfish or something to indulge in in writing a an upbeat, positive song when, like, the news every day is so terrible. And mm. and so I'm like... Because, I don't know, I sort of got into a pattern of each song that I would be writing in the past year or two, uh, I would, I guess, kind of immerse myself in a certain topic or, or uh, I don't know, a couple lines that I'd written. And then... And then it would take about two weeks, and then I'd have the song it was like two weeks, and maybe maybe what that amounted to was like fourteen hours and then uh and then I'd have completed it, but so like sometimes that means i guess with a with a with an upbeat positive song, it means trying to think about this positive thing for like two weeks and so that was that was hard, like earlier this year. Uh, like election time or inauguration time and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, oh, I like, I'm so miserable. Yeah, if, if, it, <laughs> if it if it's
1: not uh, some sort of political controversy, there's uh, you know a natural disaster or most yeah. most recently uh, mass violence. I mean, it it is it is a challenge to to stay up. Um, yeah. I I can relate to that as well. Yeah. but you know yeah I, I don't know it's funny that you, you use the word selfish because that's a word that I used to kind of throw around in my mind too um and I've been more forgiving to myself about that word and and that that concept because it's like if i if I can if it takes a little bit of being selfish to be true to myself and like radiate our you know art and and an attempt at living a good life from from the inside out then then so be it, you know, yeah. if if I was completely selfless, you know, it, it almost like wouldn't matter that I existed in, in a way, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I totally get you there. I, I guess. So yeah. you,
1: you mentioned this, um, you, you just kind of dropped it in there that you were in Japan. I'd like to clarify that you were playing music. Was that, was that your primary, um, yeah. reason to, to go to Japan and how, how like, that's so cool. <laughs> I've uh when I was living in Maryland the farthest I went was West Virginia or, or New York City to play. Oh, yeah. Now that I've been out in Phoenix the the farthest I've gone is uh Flagstaff. I think to to play a show. So uh that's that's uh Japan. That's the other side of the world. How how <laughs> how would you pull that off? And how was it? Any anything to report back from uh our brothers and sisters over there? <laughs>
0: there's so much to report it's too much to report i think uh everything everything just kind of worked out perfectly for that to happen i i had a friend who was she'd been teaching english there for 5 years and and she was like uh it was coming to the end of her time there and so she was like you have to come visit me and so i so i came i i we planned this all, you know, for me to come visit her. And then I just was kind of like, maybe I can get some shows there. And she was like, I don't think you can. And then I was like, I'll, I, you know, that made me more determined. And so, (laughs) so I, uh, I started learning Japanese and, and contacting people with whatever Japanese I could muster. And then, uh, eventually I guess it, it didn't take long before i had some shows and it was i find that's I, incredible that you booked
1: these yourself i, I just <laughs> sort of assumed that you had stumbled onto some you know promotions company or or, or you know no something i didn't. that that set that up for you but that that's remarkable i i book my own shows as well uh you know up to this point so um that's that's incredible
0: yeah it's a lot of work i mean i'm you know you know it's a lot of work um and i guess at least with booking shows in Japan, you would actually get responses from most places. <laughs> uh, and so that, that was really nice. And like, since I've been back and been booking other shows, I've often been like, like, Ugh, I just want to be booking a tour of Japan again. Cause it was so much easier. Um, Cause people actually are interested in what you're doing and like, the venues are well-staffed, and, and they have people who are actually, you know, responsible for booking. It's not... They're not, like, a person who just happens to handle the booking. Right, um, right. Part yeah, bartending and fielding phone calls right. about like, who's <laughs> yeah. next, right? Yeah, and and every venue has, like, a sound engineer, and it's just... I don't know. It's so much... It's so much more organized, which I realize is, like, a stereotype also, but it... Uh, Oh, and there are just so many venues, because you could have one building with, like, ten venues in it, possibly, like, uh, on different floors. Um, and so, like, sometimes if you can't seem to find the venue you're supposed to be going to, you need to look up, and then you'll see a <laughs> sign. And it's, like, on the fifth floor or something, which we totally don't have here, really. Um uh, I mean, maybe in New York, but I feel like, I don't know, right. I feel like there's less upward uh, placement of music venues in the U.S. Real estate in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I'd like
1: to point out that I'm, I imagine that your correspondence for this November 2nd gig has been a, a breath of fresh air. In oh terms yes of organization and <laughs> and mutual respect and you know yes. they're they're doing they're doing everything right and coming from a place of what you know their values and actually valuing live music so maybe uh maybe the the gig that we've stumbled onto together is is more uh uh reminiscent of of how they do it in Japan <laughs> than yeah uh, no than, totally you know, you're, Run of the mill bar here that just so happens to let you bring in all your own music equipment and set up <laughs> in a corner to to play right. for the night. You know, it's yeah. a lot of places that call themselves venues that really don't qualify in, right. in my
0: opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's totally. But,
1: uh, true. No, this this place will be different. So, I, I also saw in some of your videos. Do, do you use some um some backing tracks or some looping or was that something that was post production? Uh, there was a specific song. I don't remember wh- what it was, but um, what you know, do you kind of incorporate some of that into your live show or is it just piano, you know, and and vocals or, or kind of do you explore with different things? Um,
0: wh- what what can we expect on the second? I. I'm not completely sure what what Jim I don't I don't know if it's supposed to be more acoustic so I but I have been uh ever I guess it started with the Japan shows uh I've been using backing tracks for several songs that are from my album A Troubled Piece of Fruit is what that's called and I think I use maybe backing tracks from like four songs, just because I think, I think it's more effective. Uh, fills them out a little bit, and makes yeah. Them more, more true to the song. Right, and it, and it's, I guess, I don't know. Some people are really anti backing tracks, uh, but I don't really have a problem with them, and I think that, especially with these, because it's, it's like. Uh it's not like canned instruments. It's it's what was played for the album and then but even with like I don't know, electronic sounds like I don't know, people can be pretty snobbish about these things. Uh yeah, I've I've been on my own journey with that and, and coming around to being more open minded to
1: <laughs> you know, whatever serves the moment and serves the song is, is yeah. pretty cool.
0: Yeah, um, well I think I think yeah, I think that it's important to I don't know. Have sp- like leave space to to let artists represent their art the way that they want it to be represented. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So so I do like using backing tracks on on some songs. Um. Because I think it's more true to what the song is supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm personally in in a little bit of a identity crisis trying to figure <laughs> out if I want to keep. Um, using my loop pedal during my shows, which has been a blessing for you know the three-hour pub gig. You oh, know, yeah. it it, reall- it really helps me because I, I like to play lead guitar as well as rhythm. So it's it's really helpful for me to be more exploratory and experimental and do you know do a little jam and on the fly because as as much as I'm a songwriter, I love jam band music and I love hmm. like Fish and uh, there's this band <laughs> called Humphries yeah. McGee. Um, and uh, have kind of found the Grateful Dead uh, through, you know, through through those channels as well. Um, although, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest deadhead, but, you know, I love that idea of the spontaneity of music and just sort of the, the beautiful places you can land if you've got the right kind of layers going on. And, you know, mm. I've, I've lucked out and stumbled into some nice moments, but, you know, the looper can be a little distracting too. Uh, so I'm like, yeah. for, for this show and just kind of for my shows in general, am I going to go back to sort of simplifying to just a guy and a guitar mm. or am I going to try to work on and incorporate it into, you know, the craft of what I'm trying to, you know, the show that I'm trying to put on, mm. um, yeah. rather, rather than just sort of a, a neat little toy, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But we'll have to see. We've got a couple of weeks before the, uh, the second. So you and I will both kind of have to zero in on, uh, the, the type of show we're going to put on for the
0: second. Yeah, I think I think I uh with let me see with uh the listening room Phoenix, the I think Jim said that the keyboard that they have there is like a a Roland 2000 or something. It's a really nice keyboard and so sometimes I feel like the backing tracks in Japan were really useful for Dealing with whatever keyboard I happened to have at a given show, because I Uh, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't bring my own. Uh, So sometimes it was like sixty-six keys or something, and I was like, "Oh, I'm really glad that I don't have to be exposed in the middle of this song or something." You know, like mm -hmm. I, there's like a spot that might be kind of patchy or bare sounding, but luckily it's like fleshed out um yeah but i think when the piano is really nice it's like i don't know it just it's good enough on its own i think Um, oh yeah
1: yeah a a nice you know acoustic representation of of a piano sound is is like one of my favorite sounds in the world (laughs) Um, yeah yeah uh, yeah
0: yeah but i i do like the looping thing that you're talking about i do you do do you loop vocals and things as well
1: yeah, I've 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 messed around with that a little bit. I I have a what's called a Boss RC30, and it um you can maintain two different tracks of loops okay. on it. Um, n- so it's it's versatile within its constraints. And hmm. so what I've done in the past is kind of you know I'll get a chord progression going on the the you know one track, and then when the chorus comes around the first time, I'll record myself singing it through the mm. second track turn it okay. off real quick so it doesn't keep going right and then yeah. sing you know verse two and then next time we get around to the second chorus i'll trigger my previously recorded you know voice singing the chorus and then i'll sing the harmony part to the chorus or
0: something like that okay um so I it's, feel like it's pretty neat <laughs> i feel like that could go terribly wrong
1: oh it can if it's, <laughs> if it's bad it's so bad it's it's a it's a fickle beast yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I've absolutely stumbled on it a couple times, but, you know, again, at those three-hour uh, wine yeah. bar gigs, you, you get a little uh, leeway to <laughs> try, try to keep yourself entertained and, and take some risks, and if yeah. you fall on your face, it's like, all right, no one really cares, so let's <laughs> just keep plowing on. But, yeah. you know, that's the kind of thing that I, I, I'm hoping to hone in my show enough for, uh, for the listening room that, you know, there's absolutely nothing like that, and, and people, uh, you know, feel like they're really getting to see something cool. You know? Yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah. It's nice. It's nice to feel that challenge of of wanting to live up to put on the best show possible. Yeah. So after so Japan was uh was was a great experience overall. I mean you you got to experience some some honorable you know music business and music venues over there. Um, I imagine it was probably awesome to just travel around a little bit. Uh, yeah. Do you get to do yeah. a lot of travel with music, or was that sort of a special thing?
0: Uh, so it i would say that it was a special thing but then i've like i don't know i've stumbled into more opportunities now um and so so i'm getting to travel more uh which is really it's very surprising and i mean it i guess it's it's not like something has just completely been like bestowed upon me like i'm i'm having to like figure it all out but uh but but i'm getting to travel more than i would have thought i would you know a year ago um and so i'm let's see so last month i was in in california and and salt lake city and then spokane and olympia washington and then next week i'll be in brooklyn baltimore and dc um so i might have to get tips from you on where to go in Baltimore. Uh, (laughs) I was going to say Baltimore represent my, my my (laughs) former, my
1: former hometown where, where I think my, my, my heart will always call it my hometown for
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've only ever been to the airport there. So, uh, and I guess I'll only have a day and a night there this time, but, uh, but I'm still excited to go. Um, and let me see. And then, there's a show that I have in LA later this month. Have you played have you played New York before? You said you're gonna play Brooklyn? Yeah, I've never played New York before. Um
1: Yeah, that that for me was a bucket list one. When I got to go play, I, I opened up for this band called Twiddle that are doing pretty well for themselves in the jam band scene. Hmm. Um it was one of those things where I, I got them a show in Baltimore and they let me open up for them in New York okay. for their benefit show. Oh nice. And it was like it, it felt really cool. I was like, you know, even in, a, even though we're just having this this, you know, our own tiny little experience here in in Sullivan Hall, you know, compared to the massiveness of New York City, it felt like we were contributing to the culture of one of the you know cultural hubs of America. Hmm, so, yeah, in our own little way, we got to add a piece of of flavor, you know. So yeah, that was cool. That was that was definitely a bucket list one for me
0: yeah that's awesome i i'm sure <laughs> i feel like my show is probably not going to be quite as exciting as that but uh <laughs> um but, but I mean, I'm, the point, I'm excited the point for
1: being it. E- even if you're just sitting on a bench with you know um i i guess uh what are those keyboards called that you can like blow into and <laughs> you hold them uh what do you know what oh, i'm talking about it's got a little tube that comes out of it oh yeah a melodica a chordophone a melodica yeah yeah <laughs> I call, I call I called it an accordophone yeah. <laughs> Is that a real thing? <laughs> we, I don't know. We should, invent an, we should invent an instrument called an accordophone <laughs> uh, No, no. I mean, even if you're just like playing a melodica on a bench in Central Park, like you're you're adding notes to yeah. the to the to the geography, you know, the geographic space there. You've added a little bit of musical flavor. So yeah, you know no, that's, don't, that's don't sell totally yourself true. short. Even <laughs> even if you're just playing for passersby, you know, like it's still cool
0: yeah no i'm i'm trying to learn not to be self deprecating in that way uh yeah. i i it's so easy to to downplay
1: things um we need a we need a as artists we need a healthy amount just enough so that we don't suck and we hold ourselves <laughs> yeah. to standards yeah but then the rest the rest we have to be very forgiving about i think can't yeah. really attach to the outcome yeah yeah um, so very cool. It's nice that you get to travel a little bit. So, um, and I, I, I meant to ask this earlier, is music your full-time gig or is this a passion project on the side? Like it is for me.
0: Uh, it's my full-time gig. I, I would say I'm sometimes I babysit and stuff like that, but, uh, the little but odd
1: jobs on the side to, to keep yeah, it
0: going. Yeah. Well in this year I, I'm finishing up school as well. So I, it's there's so much stuff going on because I, I'm finishing up my degree, in in Russian, and, and after a break of a few years, like I took some time off, and then, and then now, I'll I'll be done at the end of this school year, and so right on, yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to be doing that, and I it feels good to be doing it while also doing all of this other stuff, all the music stuff, because, because I guess because I have a, I don't know, I don't feel like I'm stuck in, in, I don't know, the school zone or something. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I get to leave every once in a while and, and then come back and, and I'm excited. (laughs) It's kind of funny, I guess, but, uh, I'm excited to come back and have people be like, "Where were you?" And then I can be like, "I was on tour." Um, <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and and uh, yeah, I have very little left to do for my degree, so I'm just finally knocking it out. Um, do you have uh, connections with
1: Russia, or, or how did that <laughs> become, become your uh, your uh, area of
0: expertise? This sounds like an accusation. To um, have connections with Russia. Uh, keep, it, keep in mind, we're recording. So, yes. Uh... <laughs> um, I, I don't really have connections with Russia. <laughs> um, no, I, I just meant like if if your family is Russian or you know like wait just no kinda, I know I know uh, I, I guess I it was just an interest. Uh, in the culture and in the language and and then i took a russian literature class and decided to take the language as well um and yeah when you said
1: that you were picking up japanese to go on tour i was like this is steven like a linguistic genius (laughs) can you just can you just pick up languages I mean,
0: I, mu- music is like a language, but then yeah, you can yeah. actually speak other languages too. I'm, I guess that I'm pretty good at picking up languages. I, like, without wanting to brag, I'm certainly not perfect at it, but I think I did seem to do pretty well in Japan. Uh, I, but I studied a lot. Like, I, once I knew that I was going, I, I spent, time every day studying just because it seemed like the best way to go about it uh and because it was i had the time to do it and so uh so it just felt cool yeah and it was definitely worth it i think it made it a better experience and and it was cool to to be able to talk to people some and to learn more from them uh like beyond the little that I knew at that point but now I've now I'm starting to it's getting a little fuzzy because I'm having to focus on Russian uh for my class that I'm in and so I but I it looks like I'm going to be going to Russia in December so so I'm just for like a few days in the midst of shows in other places and so I'm I'm hoping that I'll I'm hoping that comes through so that I can have a chance to to use the language and and to I guess uh I was always disappointed that I couldn't study abroad and so mm-hmm.
1: yeah I was going to say see it
0: firsthand. Yeah, yeah, I've never been Kinda and so bring um, what was on the pages of of what you were studying to life a little right, bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so but it does feel it feels weird this is this is borderline self-deprecating. It's not really, but I, uh, I just, I've always been so envious of people who get to travel, and so, like having these opportunities makes me feel a little bit weird because I, I'm like, ah, oh, I've become the person who I was so jealous of or something, but, mm. and so, so it's I don't know. I guess it. I feel really grateful that I have these opportunities right now, and I think. Like, there's no guarantee that I'll be able to do it again next year or, you know, whenever. So I, I'm i just glad that I'm able to do it at least the once, and then we'll see what happens. hmm
1: Yeah, w- without looking too far down the road, is is there something that you would, um, you know, w- w- want to pursue with a degree uh, in, in Russian?
0: Uh, I don't know. I... I don't know. I mean, I do like academics and it's it feels a little more of a, a sturdy safe path, not really. I mean, it's not really because if you ask any teacher, they would tell you that that it's not all that great probably. I mean, maybe the teaching right. part, but but not like the bureaucracy the whole, like, and
1: yeah, and and publish or perish and and right, striving yeah. for tenure and those sorts of yeah. things, yeah.
0: Yeah, but but I don't know. I guess uh, I could see... I don't know. I think one thing that would be possible... Which, I don't think I'm going to do this, but I, m- my friend who taught in Japan, she was able to do that because she had finished her degree. And so it's nice to know that once I finish it, that sort of thing will be available to me. So yeah, some absolutely. people... Yeah, I think some people... They will teach, there will be English teachers in Japan sort of as a way to do the other thing they want to do in Japan. So like if I wanted to really make use of the great music industry there, uh, that might be a way to do it. But that's just sort of a vague idea of a possibility. (laughs) Right.
1: And and I imagine music will, will, will never be too far away also. Right, yeah, yeah. Can you um, film, so I was going to make a, a dumb joke about if you, uh, what what grinds your gears more, people describing your music as quirky or asking you what you're going to do with your Russian degree? Because I've, <laughs> basically, I've basically
0: done both. I'm like, hey, come <laughs> on my podcast so I can annoy you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, uh, I think I've, I'm making my peace with both of those things, maybe. I... <laughs> Good, great answer. That's like, that's like the most perfect answer to that. <laughs> it's a diplomatic answer. About,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you and, and you dropped it in there. Um, Didn't want to leave it hanging. You you have an album that you're supporting, A Troubled Piece of Fruit. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what went into making that and, and you know, wh- where
0: you're at with it? Oh, um, so it came out, it's actually been five years now. So it's a little old uh it's ancient in, in music terms, like uh in terms of like new releases, but does but it, I never does it still feel relevant to you? Yeah, it well it does and it doesn't, I guess. There there are some tracks that felt like kind of my my foot into the next album that doesn't exist yet. Uh right. And so I think I think there are some tracks that that it's kind of like oh yeah i wrote that but i and it was important for a while to me but but not really something that i would play now maybe or right something, just, something yeah. that you don't necessarily need to feel like you keep needing
1: to reinforce for yourself or, or for your listeners
0: yeah and so i guess i think that i don't know i'm really excited to have something new because i i I feel like there's a lot more that I would like to do with the sound of my music than than what's represented on the album. I think the album I'm still really happy with it and it's exactly what I wanted it to be, I would say. Uh Good. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm releasing an EP soon, hopefully next month. And so that's that's basically what I'll be touring with and promoting uh, okay very nice yeah yeah because it's well and i'm and i'm really excited about this new ep because it's it's pretty different sounding from from the album it has uh a lot more like complicated arrangements and it's it's more Hmm, I'm trying to think what word I guess add some more kind of Baroque pop feel to it possibly with like strings nice. and, uh, and more, yeah, like vocal layering. Um,
1: Do you team up with anybody to, to, to get these, you know, these recordings down or, or musicians that you collaborate or producers or anybody? Um, I, my own experience is um, very DIY. I've, mm. I've, Kind of just, you know, tinkered and and gotten things down to a place that I was happy with, and uh, you know, being the songwriter and the artist, I was just so happy to have anything down that I probably didn't have quite as critical of an ear as I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I kind of listened back to my old recordings with a lot of pride, but also a lot of you know, now that I'm here, I'm like, Ooh, you know, for the next one, I got to be careful about this, you know, and kind of, yeah, um, I'm, I'm in a similar position where I can't wait to put out my next thing, whatever that is, just because I know I've come a long way in, in recent years. So Mm. I'm really excited. However, that manifests, but I also want to kind of slave over it a little bit to make sure that, you know, in 10 years,
0: when I look back at it, I'll be like, awesome, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I, I feel like, uh, was there a question in there? I'm trying to think.
1: oh yeah uh, the qu- the question before I made it all about myself was um no. if you if you team
0: up with anybody oh on, yeah on yeah, making yeah these r- recordings okay now you can totally make it about yourself i i this has been pretty one sided <laughs> so uh i okay so my my partner adam he uh he has a background in composition and so he has been doing a lot of arranging an orchestration for for the new songs that I'm releasing and and it's sounding really great. I I really like his I don't know, like aesthetic sensibilities or something, <laughs> if you will. Cool. And I think it it will take my music in a direction that I would like it to go. Uh so it's fortunate that that we i guess have the same taste in in music in that way um and then i i usually i usually do as much as i can at home uh to save money <laughs> and then uh and then but i do have like an engineer i'm working with uh kosh um and And so, and like, I don't have a great sound, I don't have a great recording system at home. So, um, so I'm kind of, I don't know, I guess kind of dependent on, on outside resources.
1: Now you, the way you say that makes it sound like a limitation. If it was up (laughs) to you, you, you would have, uh, you know, uh. Uh, balls to the walls, you know, full full blown studio uh, at your disposal. Um, yeah, that home? would be nice. Or or, or, or do you find that there's the value in the, the sort of collaboration and, and getting outside of yourself? I, I feel like there's value in, in both approaches, but I'm I'm personally trying to let my pendulum swing back towards the let others into this process, and it'll mm. be stronger for
0: it. Yeah, I think I. I definitely am interested in, in working with people and and getting more, I don't know, getting more hands on, like, more people's hands on the project, because I, I feel like it can only become more interesting that way. Uh, yeah. But I I guess uh, it can be hard, because I, I feel like a lot of people are, they're afraid to, like, to to do too much to the thing that you created and so it's it's like kosh who's who's engineering like i i'm trying to get him to do some like drum tracks uh for because he does like really great like programming and i am like really just like do whatever you want to do on this and and like let me see what you've got and I'm sure it'll be better than what I came up with, but but he's like, oh, I keep like overthinking it, uh, because I don't want to like mess up your your project. Um. So I don't know. I guess I've had some people like in the past. I've worked with a drummer who was like, he like always came up with like exactly what was perfect for the song, mm-hmm. uh, and but now he's like his career has kind of shifted from drumming to like video production and stuff. And so he doesn't have as much time for drumming, but, uh, so I don't know, I guess i
1: yeah, it, it takes a little magic to get somebody to feel empowered enough to lend their voice to something while it still blends perfectly. Like you're, you want people to say, you know, you're, you're saying, hey, go for it. You know, whatever yeah. you think is going to be creatively perfect for this, like go for it. Don't even worry about, you know, me judging it. You know, we'll, we'll, right. we'll have time for that. But, you know, take a good swing at it first. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. then kind of go from it from there. Yeah. And then also if if you know you and your partner you're taking care of um you know pianos and 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 arrangements and and lyrics and melodies like that that's so much of the recipe that yeah. you know you guys probably don't need too much more to go into yeah. it without without starting to sort of water it down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do do you have a bird? Is there a chirping bird? I do. Bird?
0: <laughs> yeah, I so I have like headphones on and so I can't really hear the bird very well. Like c- I can just hear you. But yeah, there's a I have two parrots. Uh and they're probably really uh bothered by the fact that I'm talking in another room.
1: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> They, uh they miss you I'd say that those are the first birds on the podcast, but I think one time <laughs> I recorded one i I recorded one of these on my deck one time, okay. and I think you could hear a little bit of uh the 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 noises from the birds in the tree um, <laughs> well, but, hopefully uh, it isn't no, that's, that's, terrible. <laughs> No, that's funny. I was hearing it and I was like, that's not an electrical thing, is it? Like, are, am I hearing like a microphone glitch? And then I was like, no, that's definitely an animal. <laughs> <It was like, laughs> St- Steven's broadcasting live from a zoo in Eugene, <laughs> Oregon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. Anything else you wanted to uh, chat about or or plug, uh, you know, as we as we lead up to the show, I'm probably going to, you know, put this out a couple weeks ahead of the show and uh, try to drum up a little interest. Um Uh, and then the the other thing i forgot to talk about off mic was uh if you wouldn't mind sending me a track or or two that you think would would be awesome to showcase here on the podcast i can use it as intro outro music or something like that
0: oh yeah yeah okay that'd be cool um i don't know anything else i um I i put you on the spot yeah radio silence here uh I don't know. I, I'm excited to go to Phoenix. I haven't been to Arizona since, ah, when was it? Like 2001, 2002, maybe. Yeah, I think 2002, uh, to visit. I, when I was, when I was a kid, my best friend moved from Eugene to Phoenix or to Tucson. And so Mm -hmm. I would go visit her sometimes, and the last time I went there was two thousand two. And I think she's gonna come to the show, uh, and so oh, I haven't seen cool. I haven't seen her since I was like thirteen. I, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping she makes it. I think I think she's going to, and, I, uh, and I'm excited to go there because, like, since I was there, I've gotten way more into birds I mean I was into birds at the time but like uh but now I'm I'm excited to go bird watching in Arizona cuz it's supposed to be like the best <laughs> bird watching <laughs> Why is that That's so awesome. funny?
1: <laughs> no, I think it's awesome. I, I found the older that I've gotten, the more interested in, in nature and birds in particular I've gotten too. I always tell my kids, if you see a hummingbird, you you better tell daddy, hummingbird alert. And then I'll go over <laughs> to the window and, and look at it with you. One time my, my daughter and I uh, were sitting in the family room and a, a bird f- accidentally flew into the window oh. um, or the sl- the sliding glass door and was like stunned. And my dog was out there, and my dog got interested, and I was like, "Oh no, I can't let my dog eat a bird in front of my kid." So we went out there and and rescued the bird. You know, I, I picked you know picked it up and put it put it up somewhere high where the dog couldn't get it, and mm. it was stunned, but it was okay. Uh, we oh, brought yeah. out a little like dish of water and like offered it. Wa- I didn't know what to do, you know, <laughs> and then. Uh, And then uh, we took a couple pictures of it, and then it kind of, like, came to its senses and flew off, and it seemed fine. And then uh, we we have a book, uh, Stokes Book of Birds, where you can, you know, look up uh, and identify them. And it was a really cool moment as a dad with uh, a young daughter to be like, hey, you know, like, this is part of life. Like, you just get to, you know, stuff happens, and then you can, like, look it up and figure out what kind of bird it is. And, you know, uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I remember feeling like it was a cool moment. Uh, a cool family moment so no i'm laughing because i think it's cool you know i
0: don't know goofy or anything yeah no that's one of the things i remember most about visiting well one of the things i remember about visiting my friend in arizona was like all the hummingbirds at her hummingbird feeder so that that sounded very it sounded so much like arizona to hear you say that (laughs) yeah uh and i i wish i had known what all the hummingbirds were like there are, i don't know probably like eight species there uh and and there're only like two or three species here so
1: uh, the o- the other thing real quick on birds uh go figure we're going to turn this <laughs> from a music podcast into <laughs> yeah. a birding podcast yeah. um we had uh, at one of our places that we were renting here we had an, a a nice bush outside where we we uh uh, there were some flowers that the hummingbirds really liked. And we had one that I, I'm assuming was a male that got really aggressive and he <laughs> would chase chase the other birds away. <laughs> so it it was like a nature show. Every other day we would walk out there and this one really tough, big hummingbird <laughs> would scare all you would like dive bomb, uh, you know, these other birds and scare them away. And I was like, man, there's like, you know, you, you kind of from from an outsider's perspective, you look at it and you're like, oh, look at those cute little birds. But like, they can be vicious <laughs> sons of bitches.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they're like little little Napoleons. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the littlest hummingbirds are usually the most uh, territorial and vicious seeming. And like, they'll, I know when, I, when I'm outside, they'll like come up and I feel like they're threatening me. And then I, I'm always like, I know they can't hurt me, but I always kind of jump because it's like, I don't know. It's like they're a big wasp or something uh, with that with right. the long bill. But
1: didn't didn't you
0: incorporate some
1: bird themes in one of your tunes
0: or or a specific oh, yeah. bird name? There, are, there are so many uh, specific bird names in in my songs. Like I sometimes, sometimes I've I've had people who are really into birds. Uh, who have come to my shows and they'll they'll keep a list during the show. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. And and it'll did be ever, it'll be like thirty. Ever... <laughs> what? Sorry, go ahead. No, it it'll, it'll be like thirty birds uh mentioned. But what what were you saying?
1: <laughs> have you seen the movie A Good Year?
0: Oh yeah, with yeah, I actually watched that with with one of the people who kept a list at one of my shows. <laughs> isn't isn't that a cute movie? It is. Yeah, no that's and it was very relatable in ways uh or I is definitely that,
1: uh, <laughs> Steve Martin and Jack Black, I want to say.
0: Yeah, and uh one of is it Owen Wilson was he also in it? Owen Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no and it was it's uh that's so much what birding is like. I mean, I I'm not like like those three birders, because they're, they're like, you know, their families are like breaking apart over their like hobby. But, uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not quite that intense, but, uh, but I, I definitely will drop everything when I hear certain like bird calls and stuff. But I'm, and it's easy for me to like lose a lot of time and not realize the time is passing. But, but I don't have a problem. Uh, (laughs) I, yeah, I think, I don't know. I, my local birding has kind of like cooled down a little bit in the past year or so. There was a while where I was just like obsessively birding all the time, but, but now I'm kind of like, okay, I'm excited to go birding in Arizona, but I'm also excited to work on like more pressing projects while I'm here. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, and and especially out here in Arizona, there's there's uh, so many hiking trails that it'd probably be good to have a sense of, you know, like so if you're into birds and you you follow it and you know what to look for, what to listen for, you know, that could make for a really exciting hike where you go, oh, my gosh, like I'm seeing something that's really cool rather than just like, oh, yeah, there's another bird. You know, yeah, so there's yeah. there's kind of like a cool parallel there for life in general that if you if you pay attention to some details, sometimes you'll you'll observe even more and, and have even more meaningful experiences. So, yeah,
0: um, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So as long as you don't have somewhere to be, then uh, then then you don't have a problem. But if you start losing track of time, if if you we, we can't find you in time for the show on the second, I'll just I'll I'll leave the venue and start listening for the the, the closest bird calls, and then I'll, I'll I'll find you in a trance. Uh, yeah, probably. With the birds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably, I yeah no I, I'll probably have to save it for for the next day so that I can actually uh, get to where I'm going. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, hey, man, I'm looking
1: forward to uh, sharing the stage, and this was uh, a delight to get to chat with you. And um, we'll uh, we'll have to do it again sometime.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, it was very nice to talk to you. All right, brother. Crossing crooked bridges safe to knit you any garment now that I cast off my crafty arm and meant to cast you aside and I scoot away. Didn't we ditch those demons? Are we not free to freeze and thaw as we please to perch on branches Whittled into benches built for human shivering Encore en hiver en qui ne verra jamais la lumière Mais je lis dans un rêve jardin japonais Serais pas les rabels du Japon? Je lis dans un rêve jardin japonais. T'es serais pas les rabels du Japon? Je lis dans un rêve, lis dans rêve. Everything will be simple someday, soon everything. Вы меня поймали с поличным, читающего во сне ирландца, Хоть я в Шотландке. Я люблю неразумно, но безмерно. Я люблю, я люблю неразумно, но безмерно. Я люблю относительно дополнительной сосновой шишки. Не беру в голову, не беру в голову. Собственно, я вырываю уютную яму ему. Очевидно, язык мой враг мой, а языка чужого я не опасаюсь, не боюсь. Я укрепиться в густолистном лесу, тучи собираются над мной. Я жду грозу. Как am вы to go to the city of the city of в карман of the city A period of interregnum And inherit the gilt Cardboard crown From the downy crested Phoenix My predecessor in this queue Of panels and triptychs Painted and pruned The kingdom's a sham Hamlet without the prince And though a tree You may well be I am not convinced. Copperhead on hickory shoulder, curled under covers, a fetal web of words Read in a dream Japanese garden, copperhead on hickory shoulder, breaking through the ice car only va